Welcome home, everybody. I'm Sarah Pearsons, and I'm so honored to come into your living room today or into your car or be with you, have coffee with you, um, and spend time in the Word today. Let's pray, and then we'll get right into the Word. Father, we love you today. We worship you. Thank you for being such a good daddy to us. Thank you for Jesus, who is our helper, our healer, our, uh, our good shepherd. He's everything to us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our teacher. We ask you to teach us today, reveal things to us that we've never seen before. We ask you to uh, make bright, uh, shed, shed abroad your love and your revelation in our heart today that we know you in a more intimate way. In Jesus' name, amen. I wanna to talk to you about something today that has been on my heart for you. As I prayed and I sought the Lord about today, I couldn't stop thinking about the most important part of who, who you are, what makes you who you are. And I believe that's found in Proverbs chapter four. And I wanna read this to you. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. My son, give attention or pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them. And we're about to read the scripture that is for us today. And it is this, Proverbs to me is this amazing treasure chest full of the wisdom of God. And King Solomon, he left us this. And there's one gold nugget verse that stands out to me above all the other ones in Proverbs. And it's this one. And the reason is because it says in verse 23, above all else, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Guard your heart above all else. Guard your heart. I wanna read it to you in another translation. This is in the NIV. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Proverbs 4, 20 and 23 says, guard your heart more than anything else because the source of your life flows from it. Your heart is the most important part of who you are. It is the essence of who you are. Now, when I talk about the heart, I'm not talking about the physical blood pump or this, this part, this organ in your body. I'm talking about the core of your being. I'm talking about your inner man, the person who makes you, you. It's, it's the place where you dream from. It's the place where you love from. Your heart is the place uh, where you receive love. And it's the place, uh, most of all, where you believe from. Faith is of the heart. It's not just from the head. It's not from your mental understanding and your, your ability to just think it through and work it out in your head. Faith is in the deepest part of you. It comes out of your heart. Think about it. Remember in Proverbs chapter three, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Sometimes it doesn't, you're just thinking about it and trying to figure it out with your head is not gonna do you any good. Sometimes you gotta get down deep in your heart. You want to be led by your heart and not by your head. You don't wanna be head-led, you wanna be heart-led. And the Bible tells us so much about the heart. In, in fact, I believe that 
the heart, that God is all about the heart. And I believe that he is all heart. That's who he is. He is uh, a faith God and he is all about the heart faith in the heart. And that's who he is. And that's why the only way we can communicate with him is through the heart. And I want to just tell you about someone who stands out to me in scripture. God called him a man after his own heart. Actually, God said this about David. And he said, I found a man after my own heart. Well, what is it about David that so captured the attention of God? Think about David. I mean, he's, he's amazing. If you look through the scripture, people were in awe of him. I mean, he was, he was a war hero to, to his generation, yet God called him the sweet psalmist of Israel. He was, he was strong and brave and a king, but yet he, he was sweet and tender. He, he knew God and he, he just blessed he blessed humanity and, and, you know, from his seed and his legacy came Jesus. Jesus came out of his lineage. I mean, what an amazing life he lived and a legacy that he left. But I think about David and no matter his gifts, his, his songwriting ability, he was such a worshiper. And what pleased God about him the most was one thing. It wasn't his talent. It wasn't just his natural ability. It was something deeper. It was his heart. And um, this, my favorite scripture um, that shows this so well is in, in 1 Samuel. And I want to read it to you. Um, you remember the story of when uh, Samuel came to Jesse's house, and he was looking for the one who God was going to anoint to be king over all of Israel. God spoke to him and said that whoever it was was in Jesse's house, go there. And he gets there and he sees his brother, uh, David's brother, and he looks at him and he says, surely this is the one, surely this is him. I mean, he looked right, he looked the part. But God said this about Eliab, he said, do not look at his appearance or his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. This uh, condition of the heart that was in David was what caused God to say to Samuel, arise, anoint him. He's the king. Arise and, you know, a good heart is what will open the door to promotion in your life. Uh, a healthy heart, and that's what we're after. Not just having a heart and in an inner man that gets by and survives. We want a heart that thrives in life. We want a heart that is healthy and strong. And, and I think the reason that, that David so stood out was because there was something in him, something in him that looked like God. I mean, <laughs> he, he, God saw him and he said, I found one who has, he's a man after my own heart who will do all of my will. David had a heart to do God's will and to go his way. 
And if we go back and look at Proverbs 4, where we started, this, this specific version of the Bible, the International Standard Version, really stands out to me. Um, it says, above everything else, guard your heart. From it flow the springs of life. Every bit of life that you need, healing for your body. Every bit of life that you need to, to make it and to succeed and to prosper and live life with joy and peace, it comes from this flow of life straight from God to you. And it was meant to be a flow that's flowing from God to you and through you to other people every day of your life. And I was thinking about the different, I don't wanna to move too fast. <laughs> I'm really excited today. This is my first broadcast I've ever preached, but thank you. Thank you for watching. I'm so honored. No, I was thinking about in scripture, how many times that God mentions well, it's by inspiration of God. He, whoever's writing mentions the heart. Over 800 times in scripture, the heart is mentioned. Isn't that awesome? It, doesn't that mean that the heart may be important to God? The inner man, the person who's living on the inside of you, maybe it might be the most important part to God. Think about it. There's so many different areas this applies to. I mean, for me, I've realized that it with songwriting or with the people that I have on our worship team, the most important thing to me is if they have heart. My employees, my staff, I go after, I want people to have heart. Think about the best athletes. They're the people who have heart. They have heart, they love what they do. And more importantly, in, when we're talking about spiritual things, you love somebody, you love God. You love him so much that you'll do anything for him. Well, the heart is how we connect with God and the heart is how he connects to us. And I was thinking about this in all the different parts of the Bible that talk about the heart. And, you know, there's so many different heart conditions stated in the Bible. You know, heart can be what Ephesians tells us in chapter four, either it can be tenderhearted, tenderhearted and forgiving heart, or if you wanna go the polar opposite of that, you can have a, a hard heart, a heart that's hardened. And you can read about that in Hebrews chapter three. And also you can read about a heart that is full of faith in Hebrews, or you can read about a heart that, uh, an evil heart of unbelief, something that we don't need. <laughs> Proverbs talks about a merry heart that doeth good like a medicine. And uh, I mean, all through the scriptures, you see it over and over and over all these heart conditions that are working in man. And honestly, a lot of people think that they don't work in Christians, but they do. Whatever you yield to is the type of heart that you have. And you know, the cleaner the heart, I found this, the cleaner the heart, the clearer the mind. And when your heart is, 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 is pure before God, think about that. Jesus said that in Matthew, that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, ah, oh, man, the pure in heart. There's so many different conditions of the heart. But we want a heart that pleases God, that loves God, a heart that's full of faith, that's full of joy, that's full of life. And the only way we receive that is by guarding over this heart. And in Proverbs here, it tells us, 
to guard our hearts with all diligence. You know, a diligent guard is always on duty. You can't take a break. You have to be always on guard, watching the state of your heart, caring for it, watching over it to make sure that it is being, uh, that it is um, pleasing to the Lord. You know, the Bible says in um, Psalms chapter 139, the psalmist says this again. He cries out to God and he says, search me, O God, and know my heart and see if there is any wicked way in me. Now, you know, that wicked way that could mean, you know, what you think of wicked as dark and twisted and wrong and devilish, but also that word wicked can also be translated twisted. What does that mean to you? To me, it means maybe a little off, slightly off. Something seems not quite. Um, You know, the Lord said this to me in regards to music when I've been ministering in Psalm, as a psalmist or ministering to people, he said to me, whatever's going on in the chambers of the heart will affect the sound that comes out. Think about that with King David. Isn't this so amazing? His heart pleased God and, and the sound that came out of him It's not just a sound of a perfect sounding voice or the most uh, professional musician that pleases God. It's the heart that pleases God. You know that the heart is God's favorite instrument. The instrument of the worshiper is not the piano or the drums or the guitar or the voice. The instrument of the worshiper is the heart. God is looking for the heart. That doesn't mean we don't play skillfully or desire to improve in those areas and these natural talent and ability. But overall, you gotta, you gotta want heart. You wanna give heart. And, and uh, I love this in Proverbs chapter four, where it talks about guard your heart above everything else because out of it flows the springs of life. You know, to me, that's like water imagery. He's talking about a spring or um, this this flow of water. Um, He compares that, the life in that, to the life that comes down from God and flows to us, through us, to other people. That's a flow of life. Think about all the other times that God uses imagery like that, water imagery like that in the Bible. I mean, he says, out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. How does that come to you and through you? That only comes from one source, from being in the Word of God, from spending time in prayer, from letting that life flow to you and through you. And um, I just love that idea of life, the life flow. Think about when Jesus met with the woman at the well and he said, he talked about how he was living water. And if you had him, you would thirst no more. Think about the psalmist in Psalm uh, 63, where he says, uh, early I seek you. My God, you are my God. Early I will seek you for my, uh, I, let me think about how it goes. I've got it written down here. Um, yeah, oh God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. See, the, this water, this type of the Holy Spirit was meant to fill us up and to give us life and to make this heart uh, 
right on the inside and to show us when we need this heart to be mended back together. And um, man, I have so much to talk about right now. I guess I'm gonna have to do another broadcast. But I think that the most important thing is to not just go day after day after day without stopping to examine your heart. But when you sense that something may be off, something might be twisted, something may be a little wicked or wrong, or maybe there's not faith working in the heart. Maybe there's doubt in the heart, unbelief in the heart to stop and to take account and say, Lord, search me and and show me. Open my eyes. I open my heart wide open. I'm, I'm letting right now the King of glory come in and move in me and work in me and heal me. That's what I want. And I thought about this in regards to a story that I had heard of one of my friends tell. And, you know, if that flow of life that Proverbs talks about flowing down to you, through you, it will keep flowing. That healing flow will work in you all the time and move and help other people if there's not a break in the flow. And some of these breaks in the flow, I, I, I would say, in other words, I see it as heartbreak or a break in the heart, something that has stopped this flow of life from flowing from God to you and through you. And you know, that could be a myriad of things. That could be anything going on in the heart that's not faith, not love, um, anything that's working against you, unforgiveness. So there can be, you know, the Bible says there could be strife in the heart, not just strife because you're not fighting with someone, but strife in the heart down deep in you. Um, Unforgiveness, brokenness. You know, a big one is any feelings of being unwanted or unloved, any feelings of rejection, And I have a friend that went through this. She found out when she was in her early 20s that she was diagnosed with cancer. It was a mass that was wrapped around her heart. And I asked her, I said, when you were diagnosed with that, what was leading up to that? Tell me what you were going through leading up to that time. Because I really believe that sickness and disease have a spiritual root. And whatever's going on on the outside came from something going on in the inside. And... And she said, actually, years leading up to this, my parents went through a horrible divorce. And all of a sudden, my dad, who I was close to in ministry, just decided to reject me. And he decided, uh, I felt rejected. I felt unloved, unwanted. And he just turned on me. And she said, not later, she got diagnosed with this disease, this mass of cancer that was wrapped around her heart. And she began to seek the Lord about it. And one day, just as she was cleaning her house, she heard the Lord say to her, Sarah, this was her name, (laughs) I am healing your heart so that I can heal your heart. And man, that just stood out to me. The only, he can only heal your heart condition. Uh, He can only heal those other things going on in you when when he can heal that heart condition and go in and work and move in those hidden places. You know, the Bible says that Jesus, that God is our Jehovah Rapha, and that, that can mean he mends us back together and he restores us to normal. My friend, she got married. She was healed. She got married and she's now in ministry serving the Lord, has a baby, just awesome. You know, the cool thing is in Isaiah chapter, um, Isaiah chapter 53, 4, 
Jesus, this is the prophecy of Jesus, the one who was to come, says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet he, we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. You know, that word griefs, it can also be, um, it can also mean heartbreak or heartache. And Jesus was despised and rejected so that we wouldn't have to be. Jesus' heart was broken so yours wouldn't have to be. And it was awesome in Luke chapter four, Jesus comes in and he, he stands up to declare to everyone in the synagogue the assignment that God had on his life. And he stands up and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. God loves us and he loves you. And Jesus took all that pain so that you didn't have to carry it. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.